It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've never watched a Rams game in your life before And you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores You don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for It's not a car, it's not a bus Hop on board, you're safe with us Welcome to the bandwagon He's Larry and I'm Kevin Welcome to the bandwagon Emotions are raw, Larry. Emotions are raw. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am emotionless. I, I am the rawest yeah. there is. There is, uh, I am a nub. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? What are you, oh, what are we, what are we going to, what are we going to do? How do we, how do we stay the Pollyannas of, the positive Pollyannas of podcasting when this is going on, Kevin? Well, I am uh, going to pull that clip of you saying I am a nub and we are going to air that every chance that we get. I am a <laughs> so, nub. I, I could just, I'll just say it over and over. I don't care. <laughs> The Rams lose again to the Cardinals. Uh, who cares? Uh, Twenty-eight to seventeen. Was that? Am I close on the score? Sure, I don't know. Yeah. sure. I, um, I, yeah. Once, you know, there was an opportunity to pull off. Uh, I mean, there was a full quarter. I, I remember at one point going, "Ah, oh, they're not going to have any time." It's like, oh, there's a whole fourth quarter. This game took forever. Uh, the misery was prolonged in this game. In the battle of the backups. Uh, yep. Yep. So it immediately had zero appeal to most people outside of us Rams fans and barely us Rams fans. Uh, John Wolford versus Colt McCoy. Remember him? Yes. Remember the name Colt McCoy for crying out loud? Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Right when he showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, Colt McCoy. Where's he been? Uh, but he he looked pretty freaking good today. <laughs> he yeah, looked 13 years as a perennial backup and uh, and was just good enough to be better than John Wolford, who should absolutely have taken that job on Wall Street. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The number of times the commentators mentioned, it sounded like they were encouraging him 
to look into a new line of yes. work. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they mentioned they mentioned a couple times that he had a chance to take a, a Wall Street job, but turned it down to continue pursuing this professional career. Hard to blame the dude, but oh my gosh! And and Bryce Perkins, our other uh, our other backup quarterback, came and took a few snaps. But what was crazy about him coming yeah. in is every time he took a snap, he just ran the ball. So it was sort of like, hey, right. Cardinals, uh, he's going to run it now. So go ahead and just tackle him. That's sort of what it felt like every time he came in to, to relieve Walford for a down or two here and yeah. there. And I thought Perkins was the one who probably yeah. showed the most promise during preseason. So I was surprised yeah. that they didn't give him a little bit more of a chance or use him a little more in the second half. Uh, if, well, they it doesn't may, matter. They may next matter. time. They may next time. I um I wasn't aware until the game started that it was going to be a double backup quarterback game. I knew that Stafford was out. Um, uh, by the way, um, Larry, as you know, we had Tyler Vasquez on from the uh, Kickoff in the Valley podcast on our podcast. Right. He, that's the the Cardinals podcast, and um, I wanted to fill you in on how how it went for me being on their podcast. Um, I didn't show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you just bailed on him. Good I, for you. I had a total kind of like Matthew Stafford. Good. I, I was going to say, I think I set us up for this failure because I didn't show up to maybe I cursed the team. I, I was supposed to show up at 1:20 Arizona time. And I put 1:20 oh. California time in my calendar, knowing full well that it was 1220 my time. And, uh, and I didn't show up. Oh. And, and have you, uh, have we put you through the con- concussion, uh, concussion <laughs> yeah. protocol yet? Because, <laughs> We should probably check on your faculties. We, I, I performed just as poorly, if not poorer, than the Rams did today. Um, three and three and six, I think. I mean, sure, we can we can Pollyanna a few things here and, and still a weak division, but uh, I'm run, I'm kind of running out of steam. I'm going to be honest. Oh, 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 Kevin, I I'm afraid that uh, at this point we might have to. I really hate to say this because. Mm-hmm. Things are not looking good. Things are not looking promising. And mm-hmm. and as you well know, there's a, a very well-known system that was originated by uh, Dr. Kubler-Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, it originally started with five stages, but now it it has been expanded to seven stages. I, I'm talking, of course, about the seven stages of grief. And for our purposes today, I, I, I think it's the seven stages of Ram's grief that we're all going to have to grapple with. In fact, whether we know it or not, we've been going through them, Kevin. I Enlighten uh, me. I mean, I, I'm familiar with these stages somewhat, but uh, yes. yeah, I, where, where are we at? Fill, fill us in. Fill us in well, with, our the, sad, with our sad cello. The first cello. stage of grief is shock. Basically, uh, the, the, just the, the, sh- the sheer surprise of something that we never expected. Wow. The Rams couldn't even compete with the Bills in that season opener. I'm, I'm shocked by that. That was the shock. Then... We moved on to denial. Hey, oh. look at that. We beat the Falcons back on track. We're on our way to back-to-back Super Bowl wins. Woo-hoo, Ram Nation. Nothing to worry about. And then it transitions into anger. The oh, Niners? Yeah. The Niners? 24 to 9? I mean, I know it was, it was an away game, but come on, the Niners? And then it transitions into bargaining. Hey, look, how about we offer up Cam Akers? He's really good. No no issues with him whatsoever. Uh, and then it falls into depression. Oh, uh, I know that one. Oh, crap. We lost to the Niners again. Uh, oh, I'm so depressed. Deflated. And then you finally reach the last two. Acceptance and hope. 
Mm. Well, sure, we lost to the Buccaneers, but it was only three points and it was Tom Brady at home. We still have plenty of time left, right? Mm -hmm. And then finally, processing grief. And I believe that may be where we are today. I think that's just what you did for us. I think you just processed our grief yes. for us, Larry Morgan. And it, it and it continues. You know, it's like, okay, hey, you know what? Let's look ahead to 2023. Hey, what's yeah. that? No draft <laughs> picks until the sixth round? Oh, God. I'm back to shock. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, you're almost too good at the crying. You, you sound you sound like you've had a lot of practice with the crying. I I am empty of tears. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I am I am a I am a Sahara desert of of moisture. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that that sounded bad. That, no, that, that did not sound clean. That, we're gonna not, have to we're gonna have to find a bleep button for something in there. I'm not uh, sure what, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to interpret that. Uh, but I'm sorry, Rams fans. Well I, uh, you know, look, I, I don't want to I don't want to say that the the season's a lost cause, but we're but we're certainly having trouble finding it. It's the, yeah. the, 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 it's it's not completely lost, but it's definitely uh, the the remote stuck between the the cushions, and we just have no idea where it went. Uh, we, Again, my analogy's a little off today. I'm just thrown off, but yeah. uh, this is rough, Kevin. And, uh, you know, we are getting to the point where we may just have to admit yeah. that uh, there is nothing promising about what the Rams are doing right now. And there's going to have to be um, a reckoning coming. So, hey, in terms of the in terms of the acceptance slash hope. Uh, it, weirdly, there, there's a freedom that comes when you work these seven stages of grief. There's a freedom yes. at the end of it of, oh, wow, I'm not a slave to that, to that pain anymore. I'm not, and, and look, we're not quite there. Like w- there isn't any reason to have given, to give up all hope. There's a reason no. to give up a lot of hope, but it's not quite to a point where the whole season is a wash but we're probably one or two wins away from that being where it's just like, all right, I just get to show up and who cares what happens? We just get to watch football games. So there's a certain freedom where I'm, I'm not going to root for losses in the next game or two, no, but no, if no, they no, no. do happen, I'm going to be all right. Well, the last five, four or five games, let's just see what happens. Throw that yeah. thing deep. Let's let's have some fun. Like so. exactly. Look at, at some point, McVay and the coaching staff have to go. Well, if if we're just not going to get there, then let's start tinkering now. And and what you want to see it, with a team that just may not have any chance at the playoffs, and obviously mathematically that's not where we are yet, yeah, but exactly. pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, it, it, what you might start doing is just to try and get some momentum to build something positive to end on. Like if you can start to, to mess around with 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 your plays and your staff and you and you try a new you know combination and and try some folks who've been sitting on the bench and uh, you know give some people a rest and you know Matthew Stafford's not getting any older he's he's all the way up at 34 years old he, he is getting older as a matter of fact he's, yeah. he's he's not getting any younger yeah he in fact is getting older by the second he is getting older it turns out yes. he's getting older all the time yeah. uh, and yeah. and also the poor guy's been beat up you know sure after has. years of in Detroit and I'm not just talking about in the football field but um, and all that little Caesar's pizza starting to weigh him down you know it's just yeah. uh, it's becoming it's become an issue. more like pizza 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 at this point <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, look we're going to stay as positive as we can be because that's what we do because that's yeah. who we are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also there comes with that a certain uh, grappling with the reality of the situation. And I, I think we have to start doing that too. This is not 
a good football team. That's just 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 unfortunately. The fact. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. it is. And look, we're so. going to be realistic Pollyannas is what we're going to do. I don't know yep. if that's a I don't know if that's an oxymoron, but that's what that's what we're doing. Um the I Pollyanna w- pragmatists. Oh. That's what we are now. <laughs> there, there's the alliteration I was working on. It's got to it's got to have alliteration or I'm not part of it. <laughs> Pollyanna frankly. pragmatists. Um so here, here Larry, here's how here's how the game went for me. Uh you know, I at some point when it even early on, it started off with a little bit of the obsessive compulsiveness that exists within my head. And and then as the game went on and we started losing uh, more and more hope for winning the game, I found I was just being distracted by every little thing within the game. And so I'm here to present to you a few questions that started working through Kevin's mind that I thought, instead of keeping them locked up in this place, let's let's let them out here and you and I can discuss them together. So, and, fo- foist them, and foist them upon me. Okay, exactly. let's do that. And sure. So here, here's the first, Here's what started it all. The question is, why why were Jalen Ramsey's socks yellow? Did you notice that as well? <laughs> Did that bother you as much as it bothered me? I, you know, I don't think I was that conscious of that. Every uh, player, every Rams player on the field had blue, long blue socks that looked really, that had great contrast with those yellow pants. I'm sorry, with the, I think they were the bone colored pants, the white pants. So the contrast of the bone pants and the blue socks and Jalen Ramsey's were yellow and it stood out like a freaking sore thumb to me all game long. I, I And it made me also think about how Matt Gay got fined for having those shorts that were too short. I'm kind of like, is he allowed to be, he is literally not uniform with the rest of the team with those yellow socks. So I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm looking it up real quick. And apparently this has been a thing. You noticed it today, but I'm I'm looking right now at, okay, why was Jalen Ramsey the only player with yellow socks? And that's from several weeks ago. So apparently- This is something, and I wonder if he is getting fined and he just don't care. I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe he's allowed to because you can wear different colored cleats, I've noticed. that There's p- people who wear blue, white, yellow. So maybe the socks are optional. Um, but yeah, for oh. whatever reason, today it stood out to me. So. All right, we missed it. Yeah, back in October, he was fined $10,000 by the league for his yellow socks in Arizona. So maybe, I don't know if it's an Arizona thing or uh, if he's been doing it every week and he's just going, fine, I'll pay the fine. I want my yellow socks. You know, yeah. people, these guys have their things. I don't yeah. know. That may be his thing. Well, the next question that came up is a, is a name that we already mentioned, but Larry, is there a better name for a football athlete than Colt McCoy? That is a strong, all-American, athletic name. Colt McCoy, my goodness. Yeah. They come along every so often, and uh, they're usually uh, white and from the Midwest. But yeah, I mean, that's I, I think of that when I hear Bo Nix for oh, the yeah. Oregon Ducks right oh, now. I mean, strong. Colt Colt McCoy sounds like uh, they took all the elements of what a, a like perfect, especially college quarterback should be and genetically engineered him in a lab somewhere. What are we going to call him? Well, the, the the automatic name generator came up with Colt McCoy. Sounds good to me. Sounds Poop weird. him out and let's go. <laughs> Poop him out and crank, put him in the NFL. Yeah, that was strong. And by the way, I also noticed that the, the Cardinals have a Colt, they have a Kyler, and they have a Buddha. So they're, and a Hollywood. So they're, they're doing pretty big on the first name game. Wow, uh, they're, no kidding. Yeah. Wow, that's great. They're killing it. Uh, here's my next question. Uh, the original thought was, do cheerleaders get cold? 
But I, I altered the question because yes, of course they do. <laughs> Clearly I, they do. The, the, the path that it ended up leading me down is why are cheerleaders pretty much unique to football? Because what it got me thinking, what got me thinking about it is today the cheerleaders were wearing, they had their kind of typical short shorts that they always wear, but they were also wearing these, um, these camouflage kind of army colored jackets. They were long sleeve. And it was kind of, I thought, well, that's kind of nice. It's a, it's a little bit chillier here in LA. So they're getting to wear the, but I think about also like winter games that are happening in Denver or Green Bay and the cheerleaders right. that are out there and they usually have like long pants on but they're probably not super warm material they're just long long tight spandex so right. why is it that football has the cheerleaders when it's usually played in cold weather you'd think they'd be much more suitable for a sport like baseball or basketball which I guess they do exist I'm all over the place on this Larry you can see I just <laughs> went I, just, I was just like man it would be very cold to be on that sideline that's all it I would. was thinking and on the opposite sides of things, I, I always recognized when I was going to USC and, uh, you know, they they kept the cheer squad uh, uniforms very traditional for many, many years. Yeah. To the point where they were wearing like wool sweaters. That's right. Uh, down on the field when it was 80, 90, 90 degrees. And I'm like, why are you making them do that? I, the I think they've finally gotten around to giving them, you know, some breathable V-necks a little more often. But when I was going there in the 80s, it was like, those poor girls. Of course, I was thinking about their well-being. And of course. I was, uh, Number one I was hoping that they were being taken care of and uh, all my volunteering so to help right take now. care of them. But yeah, they never, the, the, never. Never heard my pleas. Yeah, they declined the volunteer opportunity yeah, that you presented yeah. to them. But um, yeah, that is, you know what? I'm so glad that I brought that question up, though, because that is one thing. You know, when I think about old school cheerleaders, it is the sweater. It is the kind of the wool sweater. Yes. So that maybe was out of necessity for being football cheerleaders and it being cold. And uh, the and NFL is definitely originating on the on the East uh, Coast, totally. and Midwest, and yeah. and you know during that time of year. And if I don't know if you've noticed, but there are there were some college games uh that were on this weekend with snow and sleet falling yeah. so it is just starting to be that time but you're right about i mean look i don't know if it's accurate that the laker girls were the first nba cheerleaders but i think they were pretty much close to the, and that was 1979 yeah. that jerry bus came and came up with that and it, and it makes perfect sense now to have you yeah. know not maybe it's a dance squad you know whatever you want to call them but uh yeah it, it's it's interesting that it that that is unique generally to football. I, I don't I, know that. I actually do remember learning this recently that that either the Laker girls were one of the first, but the Jerry Buss was the one that figured out, wait a minute, yeah, people will come and watch basketball, but how about we give them a whole show during the game? Like, right. And the Laker girls are what was a big piece of that. So, But um, he did get the idea, uh, some say, from the embraceable use. <laughs> yes, he yes. Was, the, he was the watching that the Rams had Trail their Blazers. own squad, and it was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think we should have that, but indoors where they can be nice and warm. Nice and warm. <laughs> well done. All right. Here's my last, here's my last random, I got sidetracked question and it's probably or, the or, most important or, or is it a random question? <laughs> is it random? This is, this is now the new Kevin. name of the segment is, is Kevin's random question throughout the game. Thank <laughs> you for naming the segment. Yes. That's uh, and the question is, is Walter White back in business with his blue meth? <laughs> like, do we think that's going to start showing up back on the streets? Fingers are crossed, right? <laughs> Walter White and Jesse Pinkman were at the game. Did you see that? Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul were sitting together. Are you, did, did, were you a Breaking Bad guy, Larry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely love those guys. But, yeah. uh, you know, their collaboration continues because they started 
a tequila company together. So uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what else they're collaborating on. <laughs> and if, in fact, there is any more Breaking Bad, if there's anything even tangentially related to Breaking Bad, I'll take it. I'll love it. But yeah, they they became such fast friends and they b- both shared this like real fascination with the origination of, it's mezcal, I, actually, I think. Dos hombres. Mez, Dos hombres mezcal. Um, yeah, there uh, it is. There it is. And uh, it's mezcal. And so they were just fascinated with with how it was made and how it was manufactured. And they and they started one on their own. And it's apparently doing really well. I had no idea. Again, another reason that you're here to enlighten me. I'm, this is why I felt I needed to bring these questions up, because aside from going and sitting and watching Rams games together and probably cooking meth, they're also putting out uh, tequilas. Yep. So now well, that is all wrapped up in a nice well, little Well, now you know if you have any more questions about cheerleaders or booze, <laughs> yeah. I am your man. <laughs> Always go <laughs> to Larry only Morgan. Only those two things. <laughs> only those two things. Said the nub Larry Morgan, right? Yes. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. Just, thanks thanks for— sad— <laughs> depressed little nub. Oh. Let's, let's bring it back down. We were, I feel like we were getting a little too cheery there. We yeah, we were having too much fun there, <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah. So <laughs> That is not what we're about. Uh, in fact, I would say, yes, that is exactly what we're about. This is Welcome to the Bandwagon. You probably already have figured that out. But if you are enjoying any part of this, we A, appreciate you for being on the bandwagon, and B, tell your friends. Uh, one way you can do that is just by subscribing, liking, uh, commenting that helps us pop up more in places so people can find us. And, um, and we appreciate you being part of this bandwagon. We're going to continue no matter, look, if the Rams lose the rest of these games, guess what? Larry Morgan and Kevin Schatz are going to keep showing up here talking, talking Rams stuff. Yeah. Whether you want us to or not. Yeah. We'll be back with, uh, an episode midweek. God knows what we're going to scrounge up to talk about then, but you know, we managed to find something as you can tell here, the last thing we wanted to do was spend too much time analyzing the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yes, uh, we will be back as always twice a week, no matter what rain or shine, win or lose. We are here for you. It's welcome to the bandwagon. We appreciate you coming on board. Please hang with us. Please help us stay positive, as positive as we can be. And uh, we'll be here again for you soon.